Hi everyone, welcome to Lola's Frugal Life. This is episode number 227. Today we're gonna be talking about planning your day with block scheduling. So please stick around for a few quick words from our sponsor and we'll get right into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you in the mood to learn something new? Well, Skillshare is now offering one month free of Skillshare Premium. Unlock a passion, side hustle, or new professional skill with thousands of classes in design, business, and more. Start your one month free trial now by using the link within the podcast notes for this episode. There's no commitment and you can cancel at any time. So why not go ahead and learn a new skill that you have always wanted to have? Okay, everyone, so today we're going to talk about planning your day with block scheduling, but like always, when I do a topic that's not an actual frugal topic, I do do always like to include a frugal tip of the week, but before I do that, I just wanted to thank um, everyone. There was a couple people recently who left me a review um, on iTunes for my podcast, and there were two really nice reviews really recently, and I was super excited to see them. So um, to whoever left those two reviews, I just wanted to say thank you so much. You have no idea how excited I was. I show my whole family and I run around, look at the review I got. So um, if you left a review like within the past like week or so, um, I saw them. I always check to see if I got a review. So I was super excited. Um, So thank you so much for those reviews. I really, really appreciate them. They made my day when I saw them. Okay, so that's not the frugal tip. The frugal tip of the week is um, I wanted to talk about using the library app. And I've shared this tip before, and I've shared it on Instagram, and I know I've been sharing it a lot lately, but I did just want to mention it um, in the podcast as a frugal tip because I wanted to make sure that I explained that... um, Not only can you use the library app for your local library, but you can also use it for um, other libraries that are either close to you or even all around the country. Um, A member of of our um, Lola's Frugal Life Facebook group shared a link um, that has like a list of libraries that you can actually get a non-resident card for, like from. Um, Those ones charge a fee, most of them. But it's cheaper than having a subscription to like, um, you know, one of the, uh, my mind is blanking on what it's called, like Audible um, or something like that. Like it might be like a $45 fee or, uh, you know, some type of uh, relatively small amount compared to what you would pay for a subscription service. And some of the larger libraries that offer that have like a much larger um you know, offering of books that you can borrow. So it just might be something to look into. So I'm going to put that link in the show notes for this episode. Um, So just take a look at that if it's something you're interested. But even if not, um, where I live, the county next to us um, offers a, um, uh, like a reciprocal, I guess, agreement, you know, where like if you have a, a library card in the county I live in, I can go to the county next to us and get a free library card from them just because I live in the um, other county um, next to them and I just had to show them my library card and my ID and then they gave me a card. So I was able to add that into the library app and I've already found a ton of books 
that um, are available in one library but not the other, or sometimes if I was looking for an audiobook, maybe the one library would have the digital book, um, but the other one, like the ebook version, but the other one would have the audiobook. So I've definitely gotten a lot more options just by doing that. So I just wanted to share it because I know that as long as this has been out, there's still a lot of people that aren't aware of it. And when I even just posted it on Instagram recently, um, there was someone that said they had just learned about it in April. So it's if you like reading books, there there's like ebooks, digital books, and there's even other things in there. Like I noticed my library offers like courses you can take. So there's lots of different things you can get from that. So just wanted to share that one more time. So that's my frugal tip of the week. So um, block scheduling. So block scheduling is basically when you take a look at your day and you kind of break it down into time blocks. And in each of those time blocks, you plot out specifically what you're going to work on during that time. When I had first heard this explained, um, it was by Jordan Page. She's like on, I'm sure you got some, a lot of guys, if you have heard of her, she's, um, She's on like YouTube and she's got a website, funcheaperfree.com. She's like a pretty big, um, pretty popular um, like social influencer, I guess you would call her. But how she kind of explained block scheduling, and I thought it was like the best way to explain it, was kind of plotting your day out like how you would do like a school day. Like when you go into math class, you work on only math for that period of time that's assigned to that class. You're not working on another subject, you're doing other things. That time is allotted for math. So kind of with our schedules as adults, um, in order to try and stay focused and get things done that we'd like to accomplish, we can kind of use that same method of blocking out our schedule to focus on specific things during specific time blocks during the day. And by doing that, um, it kind of allows you to specifically lay out what you want to work on and when. You kind of map your day out by blocks of time. And one of the benefits of doing this is that it really lets you see how much time you actually have. Because I know, I'm sure a lot of you are like me, where you have this like ginormous to-do list that there's no possible way um, you could get all these things done in one day. And then maybe at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I didn't even get that much done on my to-do list. And you feel like you kind of didn't accomplish what you think you should have. But when you block your schedule out and you kind of, put down the tasks like about how long they're going to take and you kind of plot them into the day it really lets you see um, how much time you actually have available to get those tasks done and you know it it kind of lessens the chances of being disappointed at the end of the day because you didn't get as many things done as you wanted to get done Um, when you when you lay them out and you give them a realistic estimate on how much time it's gonna take to complete each task, you'll have a much better picture of what you can actually um, expect yourself to get done in a day. Um, It it really can help you like not expect to to, um, expect yourself to get so many things done that you just can't possibly do because there's just not enough time. So it kind of really helps you, um, you know, in seeing like what's realistic. Um, It also helps you save time overall because once you've kind of identified what you're going to work on during each of the time blocks that you've broken out in your day, um, you don't have to keep checking like your to-do list, what's next. You know like how you like do something and then you go to your to-do list to be like, okay, what am I going to do next? And you're kind of spending extra time by sitting there like reading through the list, trying to figure out what's most important, what do I need? 
you know, to do this or that or whatever. And if you, if you already have your, if you've already taken the time to go through your list once and plot everything out into your schedule, like into your block schedule for the day, once the first block is over and you move to the next, it already says right there what you're doing. So you don't have to take that time to now go look at the to-do list again and try and figure out like what's gonna do, what you're gonna do next. It's kind of just like when you get like a routine down really good and you don't waste time in between, you just go from one thing to the next. It's the same type of idea. You, you take the time up front to plot out what you're gonna work on for the day and when, and then you just go through each slot and you, um, you, know, you work on the task assigned to that time period. Um, another thing that this is really good for using this block scheduling is that it helps you to prioritize your day. Um, by assigning your to-dos into blocks of time, it really helps you prioritize what you're gonna work on each day because there's only so many blocks of time to work with, so you have to really consider what is most important that you wanna get accomplished. And if you have several priorities on your to-do list that you wanna make progress on, it's gonna be important to make sure you allocate a smaller portion of time um, to each one. Because if you don't plan out the time frames, a lot of times what'll happen is you're gonna to devote too much time to one project and then not make any progress on the others. So if you know you have several things to do, you want a, a, a lot like a smaller amount of time um, to each one so that at least you're moving forward on all of those priorities. So block scheduling can pretty much be used for personal, business. Um, it works good for kids too that might be involved in activities on certain days by kind of blocking out their schedule and showing them, you know, when they have school and activities and other things going on. It can kind of help them figure out like what's the best time to prioritize to do homework and things like that that they have to get done. Um, I use it at work um, a lot when I have a lot of tasks to, uh, to get done. Um, it, I feel like it helps me um, feel less stressed out if you're able to, by, by kind of being able to plan out blocks of time to make some progress on each of the priorities that I have. So of course this doesn't always work out because you know things always suddenly come up, um, but there are days when it does work even if it's just at least for part of the day, it just really kind of helps you um, feel like you have a plan in place. And then if um, something else comes up, then at least you can kind of relook at what your plan was and pick like the most important thing and, and try and get that done. And then maybe flip some of the other things to the next day. But it just, just kind of seeing it like laid out and knowing that you'll get to certain things, um, at least make some progress on them during the course of the day just really kind of helps with making you kind of feel like you have things together and you have a plan. Um, you know, on my days off, I'll use block scheduling to plan out my day. Um, not like always, um, but more just when I feel like I have a lot of things to do and I don't do it real formally. I'll just take like maybe like a to-do list notepad um, and kind of map out, like I'll say from 10 to, you know, 11, I'm going to do this from 11 to 12, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to have lunch, then from one to three, whatever, and just kind of roughly kind of plot things out. Um, you know, maybe I want to add in some fun things too. You want to make sure that you like don't just work nonstop. You want to make sure you block in times for like rest or like maybe on the weekend, I might want to swim a little bit or read or whatever I might want to do, um, but just kind of blocking out those times too. And I do set a timer. 
Um, and then as I kind of complete each block, I'll check off the times because um, often you can really get involved in something and then lose track of what time it is. And then you'll cut into those other blocks of times for the other things you wanted to do. So obviously I do not have a block schedule um, done for every workday or every day. Um, I mostly just use it when I'm feeling a little bit stressed out and I kind of want to, want to accomplish several things and it just makes me feel a little bit more in control of my time and having a plan. Um, it just kind of helps me know that like if I can um, manage to do these things in these time slots and kind of follow along with the plan, I'll at least make progress on um, the things that are most important. Some tips just for kind of setting up a block schedule if you wanna do this. Um, you know, you can download worksheets online that kind of have times blocked out um, on the day, like kind of listed out, like it has like by hour or by 15 minutes or whatever. Um, you can simply just write out timeframes on paper on the computer, like I said, how I kind of just usually do it informally on like a notepad, like a, like a to-do list type paper. And then of course, many planners um, include timeframes, like paper planners um, include timeframes on the pages to block schedule out your day. That's actually how I do it at work because I use a paper like Franklin Covey planner. I know everyone does their stuff online now, but for that type of thing for my work, I like to use my planner because I carry it with me and I don't know. I just love writing my things down in my planner. So the Franklin Covey one that I use has like the time slot. So when I'm gonna block, do like a block schedule for a work day, um, I do it in that planner. Um, make sure when you're setting up your block schedule um, to, to block out time when you literally can't work on tasks. For example, there's gonna be times in your day when you're getting ready for the day, um, prepping and eating meals, driving a kid to an activity, or anything else that's gonna take up time where you're not gonna be able to work on a task. And make sure that you're realistic about the time frames. F for example, if you have to run an errand, consider that you might have delays in travel time, um, maybe you're waiting in line if a store is busy or whatever else might cause you to take more time. Um, you know, if there's setup and cleanup included in a task for like whatever you're working on, make sure you include that in your estimated time too. You wanna make sure that your time frames are long enough um, so that you can get your task done but not like run into the next time frame and still get enough um, progress done so that you feel like you took some good steps for moving forward. And don't be, try not to be rigid. Of course, things come up. Um, even when we think for sure that they're not going to, um, sometimes we just need to be flexible. And blocking out your schedule is meant to be a tool to help you out, not to create stress if you have to scrap your plan. So if you have to abandon the schedule for a few hours or even a day or two, um, just create a new plan when you're able to. Um, just like everything else, progress over perfection applies in following a block schedule. So don't overload yourself with a schedule. It's just supposed to be a tool to help keep you on task and not to make you work yourself like crazy and schedule in every single minute. It's kind of like a loose plan to kind of see, um, you know, what times you have available to work on things so that you can keep moving forward, but it's not like supposed to be this rigid, you know, oh my gosh, you can't, um, you can't bother me right now. I'm in this time block. I mean, unless it's something really urgent, but that's something you, you would more kind of let everybody know, look, I have to focus on this right now, so please don't bother me. But just as like a general practice, um, it's really just more about kind of devoting times so that you can feel confident in knowing that you have um, 
time, blocks of time available to work on certain things that you want to be making progress on. So that's all I have for today. I hope you found something helpful um, in this episode. Um, don't forget you can email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at lolasfrugallife. Um, and you can also find blog posts for each of these episodes on my website at lolasfrugallife.com. We also have a private listeners group, which is at facebook.com slash groups slash lolasfrugallife. I'd love to have you join if that's something you're interested in. Um, and also, if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And I would love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram so that I can see that you're listening. Also, if you could take a couple seconds to rate and review the podcast, that would be really helpful to me. And um, that's it. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a really awesome day.